wants to do, I will say to him, you do that. And uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Hello and welcome to the Broken Tangent Animation Podcast episode 2. Uh, we get to interview a good friend of mine, Peter Lee, who is a principal artist at Blizzard Entertainment. Um, Pete has been there for 14 years, coming up on his big Blizzard ring at 15, coming up soon. Um, we got to talk to Pete about a lot of things, um, but one thing that I really took away from the interview overall is just how in-depth and thoughtful Pete is when it comes to his artwork. Um, he goes about telling us how he started just as a kid um, loving architecture um, and how that sparked his interest into getting into other mediums of art. Um, and he talks about his schooling. He talks about getting the interview uh, with Blizzard uh, and talking to Mr. Chris Medson out of all people for his interview. Um, we also get to talk to Pete about stresses of just being a concept artist um, and the speed at which that Pete has to work. Um, because Pete works on almost every IP that Blizzard does, Pete has a very specific process and how he approaches his artwork um, professionally. And so he goes into depth and tells us about how he approaches different projects and how he comes into work uh, knowing and prepared um, what he's going to draw and create that day. So please enjoy the episode two of the Broken Tangent Animation Podcast with Peter Lee, principal artist at Blizzard Entertainment. We'll see you guys. Remember, go support an artist, be kind to one another, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. so, welcome to the Broken Tangent Animation Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Curtis Paddock, and we're here today with the great and powerful Peter Lee. Um, I can't thank you enough, first of all, for doing the podcast. I know sure. this is kind of like a... It's my pleasure. You're like, what are you doing? You want to talk to people online? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I just want to start with like how you got into art. Were you always an artist as a, as a kid growing up? or? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, God, it's a long story, but a long story short. Please indulge us. <laughs> I really wanted to be an artist. Okay. Uh, you know, that was one of my dreams. And like other set of my dreams were, were kind of related. Okay. Uh, so I uh, wanted to be an architect and uh, I wanted to be a sculptor, like a mm. traditional, like. With clay? Yeah, the stone. Oh, stone. Yeah. St okay. okay. Yeah, the stone sculpture sculptor and then uh you know my life led me into this uh you know entertainment design mm -hmm. uh, that's interesting because i was not thinking about this until i went to uh, you know college okay uh, because literally i didn't know this job was even existed Oh, that's interesting. So growing yeah. up, you just knew of, I knew an architect can get 
can have an art path, right. and you need right. that illustration or graphic design. Can, exactly. Perhaps. Okay. Yes, I love to draw, paint, sculpt, like very traditional art. Like mm -hmm. I was all into that, and then I was really into. Uh, building up the like world and environment. That's why I was uh, like, you know getting into uh, you know architect as yeah. well. Uh, so you know all that dreams and wants like a combined. Uh, you know I had like a vague idea of like what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. but then I never knew uh, you know job called concept artist exists, uh, and I was told I can't make money by doing it I was yes. like I'll take it yes <laughs> yeah do so, what I love so that's that's my dream that's my goal right there um, so uh, that's how I started like I didn't even know uh, you know I can do this kind of a job mm -hmm. before I went to our center okay um, and so, you know that school is well known for car design and entertainment design mm. so that was a time wow this is amazing this is exactly what I wanted because even uh, even when I was uh, you know dreaming about being uh, uh, you know traditional artist yeah I was not really into like abstracts and like okay. you know all that kind of uh, uh, hard to understand type of concept just, yeah just shapes and yeah yeah so um, were was, you more into the realism or did you did you have more of like a fantasy twist to your art back then would you say you know um i was really into uh the realism okay like when i was uh, you know studying the art yeah. <clears throat> and then uh i just want to like express myself like my idea uh, with like a realistic expression okay i mean like you know, there's uh, so many other ways to express yourself, but then I was not really into the abstract form of art mm. because I literally, literally want to tell the story and exact scene that I have in my mind. Mm -hmm. But then uh, the the challenge was there's not enough job that I can make money by doing so. Uh, you know, the the biggest chance that I could get was. Well, you know, if I create like an abstract form of like art, like it sells in you know, on the gallery, and mm. uh, you know that that was the uh, uh, you know the closest thing that I could make money with the skill set that I had. Okay. Uh, but as soon as I knew that uh, you know I can make money by doing what I love to do, yeah. what yeah. I wanted to do, that was just change over the world <laughs> let me ask you this why architecture were, were your parents artists as well or into architecture was that something you kind of grew up around not or? at all not really at all. okay not at all i was just fascinated by uh, designing the space okay yeah that people can live inside oh. you know it's a beautiful art form that influence humankind hmm. like me you my family, my friend, and like the the people I love, people I care, like if I can design a space that like you know, I can influence like those people that I love. Yeah, that would be the the fantastic job. Like so, that was like my main motivation to that. Wow. And then like if you think about like what I do for yeah. uh, you know this this company and this yeah. game, the game industry, that's what I uh, you know love to do, right? Like. Designing a world, and dude, it designing, correlates hundred yeah, percent. Like you know, designing a building, yes, 
Uh, so, you know, same vein, like, I love to create the world that, you know, still, like, same, exactly the same philosophy. Like, you know, I love to design a world that people, other people, can join and play together. Yes. And live inside of it. Yes. So that's uh, uh, the beautiful part of, like, you know, this job. And that's the, the most the thing that I enjoy the most. I gotta say, uh, one of the things that I enjoy most about your artwork is the amount of story you can fit into a single image. That's that's all all part of this. Yes. Yeah. So if, if yeah. we didn't, I didn't really give you a proper introduction. I feel <laughs> for those new to uh, the video game industry, Peter Lee is a concept artist for Blizzard Entertainment. Has worked at Blizzard for how many years now? Fourteen. Fourteen years coming up on that Ooh. ring. <laughs> I get my ring this year, Pete. 2019 oh, is the 15th year, so in May May yes. this year I get my 15th. I get my ring, uh, so we'll be ring brothers soon. Oh, uh, but Pete, I feel like you've worked on almost every franchise that Blizzard has so far. Yes, yeah. okay, because you've done not only concept art for the games, but you've worked on book covers, the mm -hmm. comics. Mm -hmm. I'm sure marketing yes. products. Yes, yes, yes. It was a uh, you know long journey. Yeah, um, you know I did a concept for the, mostly. Uh, in the environment concept okay. uh, for Warcraft, Diablo, Starcraft, Overwatch, and did some card uh, illustration for um, Hearthstone and uh, you know the Chronicle books and like you know, the book covers uh, and many other stuff that requires my help or anything that I could help. Yes. Yeah. Now, do you feel like per per IP that you get to switch on for, do you have to change your style a little bit depending on what you're on? Or they, yes. they maintain like, we know Peter's style, like you just do you and um, give us this image type of thing? It's kind of uh, mixed okay. in a bit. Um, I was a very fortunate that I could be in a spot that I can contribute with my idea mainly, mm -hmm. um, and definitely I try my best to uh, you know to get the style of the game. But sometimes it's not gonna be as perfect as uh, let's say you know artist who's been like working for that project about a decade. Yes, right. right. Yeah. So I do my best, but you know uh, each team helped me out greatly uh, to get that style. Mm -hmm. And then if I don't get it, uh, you know, they would translate, you know, the, my design and my art to my idea mm -hmm. into their world perfectly. Oh, yeah. I see. So listen to that, students out there. Even when you're a 14, 15 year veteran, you're still getting feedback from other artists mm -hmm. and you're still iterating on that work you've been working on for yeah. probably a week or so yeah. at most for one image. Yeah. And you're still even at times if you don't have time to finish it, other artists might touch up and finish that yes, work if you yes. have to move on to something else. Yes, that's that's a beauty about uh, you know this uh, teamwork. Yeah. Because you know if you can be a like a top artist, you know who can do everything, that would be perfect and fantastic. But that's not realistic in this world, right? And then like you know this like schedule. It's almost impossible to get like you know the perfect scenario. Yes, at least in AAA, I feel like indie mm -hmm. developers have a little more leeway because they've yeah. got their yeah. Sometimes I mean, like, their own yeah, timeline. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right, that's right. Like if you're you know making your own game, yes, then like you have a full freedom. Yes, uh, but if you're working for a big company. Yeah, and then like if you're uh, you know working on like a multiple project, yes. uh, it's kind of a little bit difficult, uh, and 
you know, even even if your idea is best, you think, but like once you have like a more feedback and like you know more collaboration and like you know idea jam, you'll soon figure it out. Your idea wasn't the best idea, mm-hmm. and then you know having that open-minded about. Oh my God, that was a really good idea. I should have definitely applied to that my painting, and uh, you know, if I could have finished it like to the all the way to the end, that would have been perfect. But if you actually had to move on to something else, then like you, the the best thing you could do is uh, trust your uh, you know teammates, yeah, and let's roll with it. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, you know, trust, team play. That's the, like uh, that the biggest the thing, uh, you know, for this industry. Let me ask you this: When um, I want to kind of ask you first, how you found out about Art Center? Um, but when you were in college, did you feel you still had that teammate mentality going into it, or were you very much I need to learn what I need to learn and make the best art for me, and that's, that's, forget all my classmates and let me just focus on trying to get out of here with the portfolio for a job? You know, uh, it's interesting when I first started. I didn't know really anything, mm. right? So, only focus that I had was like, okay, let's make my art beautiful. I'll be the top artist. I'll be the kick-ass artist. Yeah, like I'm gonna yeah. like work really hard to, you know, get to that level. Um, but then, more you know, you f- you find out you don't know anything. <laughs> mm. So, uh, you know, once you find that out, the next step, you know, for your, uh, you know career growth is actually team up and learn from each other and team up uh, you know with them at my classmates and my friends and mm-hmm. they could do the project together because you know probably I am good at certain aspect but my friend would be like a super kick-ass artist for other stuff mm-hmm. and if we share this information together like we can like a both uh, you know the, the best of both sides yep and then it's that is the fastest way to grow um, and that's why uh, you know it's really important to have good school environment mm-hmm. the one of the uh, the biggest the benefit you can get out of that is if uh, you know you can find a good school that actually has very competitive students like you know studying together yeah that's the best the benefit you can get competitive yet still working together as a Ex- team exactly exactly i feel like i talked about this on, my, on the last episode with james and it was i felt like in my college i was so focused on trying to be the best artist at my school and not looking at the artists who are already working in the industry mm. so i kind of compartmentalize myself to like i need to be the best here at ai yeah. and then i got out to the world and i'm like Holy shit! I'm never going to be anywhere near what I need to be to get into that industry, right. and that's why I started in QA and kind of right. worked up from there. Right. But I, I, if I had to go back, I would have loved to just collaborate with the best of the best of the right. school and try to right. work towards that goal of making yeah. the art beautiful, so it's yeah. more presentable when you get yeah. out of school. Yeah. When you got out of Art Center, do you feel like your portfolio was industry ready to be like it's time to get that those jobs rolling? Yeah, you know, um, just to t- uh, you know talk a little bit about. Uh, uh, career mm. of that program, uh, the career program uh, that our center had. 
back in the day when I was when I was in school mm, with horses and buggies. I'm sure feed along with me. Once upon a time, that's right. Cue the barefoot in the snow stories. Yeah. So, uh, what was really great uh, was, you know, uh, our professors, uh, you know, they trained us uh, in steps. So okay. first, like you know, one or two uh, semesters. Only thing you get to do is like a figure drawing, almost. Ooh. Not even painting, like a charcoal drawing, like anatomy drawing, and like in you know, a figure drawing, like a gesture drawing, yeah. like a portrait. And you're using everything. one media for this too. It's almost like in you know, the mono mono color. Okay. Yeah, it's not even color process. It's just graphite. Yeah, and then like a third and fourth semester. That's the time that like you jump into the color and the painting and the oils and like mm. acrylics, and uh, after that, we were finally allowed to uh, you know do digital paintings and okay. like uh, more uh, you know entertainment uh, you know design. I I heard like you know that the whole plan got a little bit changed recently, mm. uh, but. Anyways, I'm talking about myself. Right? Yeah, your structure <laughs> back then was they yeah. were focused on getting you that base. Yeah. So it's getting the strong foundation mm -hmm. was the key, um, and I still believe that uh, you know whenever you're looking at the painting, if you get the value structure right, seventy percent of the time. It just like it works beautifully, no matter what kind of a color you use it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So once the uh, you know the value structure is like solid, and if you apply the ugliest ugliest uh, you know the color so to that, would do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's still gonna work. Okay. I mean, like if you have like a beautiful color sense, it's gonna like you know to make it even better. But uh, the the value structure is the the key to the the. Uh, you know, there's a solid painting, and all that like in your knowledge, and then all that the sense that you develop was, uh, you know, actually is came, you know came from the the, the foundation studies mm -hmm. of uh, you know the charcoal drawings and character drawings and uh, you know figure drawings. So all that stuff it was like a build up, uh, and then uh, digital painting was literally different tool at that point yeah cause it was pretty new at that point too yeah, like yeah painting and photoshop was a new concept and yeah. not completely honed like it is now yeah yeah, yeah. so uh that that was like one of the the very important stuff that i always emphasize um you know if anybody asks me a question like what should i do like you know how comfortable are you with uh, you know drawing figures or like a drawing environments uh, you know with the own uh, you know pencil mm -hmm. uh, just pen yeah. and paper yeah just so just s try to step away uh, you know from you know, like using like a shortcuts like too early like, mm. you know using like a photo uh, you know reference or photo textures uh, you know that's that is a good tool to speed it up your process but it's not gonna solve your fundamental problem right yeah so problem solving is the key and by photo reference you mean using the photos in your scene to draw on top of 
yeah, or, or, or reference yeah. them and then to paint no, like in you know, like a draw on top of it or okay. just like a cutout like a section of it like, and then paste it yeah almost like compositing uh, and sense yeah. they take their matte yeah. painting yeah. they take real sky and kind of yeah. paint on top yeah. okay i mean like that is a, such a great painting technique right but, but no. it's not the fundamental design solve uh design solving uh you know, process was that a concept you were working on before going into school, like just focusing on your anatomy, your design, your mm. perspective, all this, the fundamental yeah. design properties going into it before you got into school? Yes, okay. yes. Uh, I started my professional education uh, when I was 14, okay. 15. Okay. Uh, so be, I went to art center around 22. Okay. So solid six, seven years plus two extra years from Art Center. Yes. So, uh, oh, so you went the full term plus two extra at Art Center? No, no, no. I mean, like, uh, oh, you mean that you're a professional and then two years at Art Center? Okay, I got you. So, uh, like a solid eight years of, uh, you know, my training. Yeah. I was fully, uh, you know, dedicated to, uh, you know, studying very traditionally human forms and, uh, you know, looking at the world and observing it and being able to uh, you know paint it uh, as I want it yes so that was the, the my preparation to get to the next step okay yeah let me ask you some of the um, the artists and references you were using in those six years before school what were some of your big influences on getting those fundamental principles down Caravaggio okay Caravaggio yeah Caravaggio is uh, He's, he's the number one pick I always pick. Okay. Yeah. I got it sounds so old. <laughs> hey, you know, we all t- we all take reference from I think I feel like our, our biggest point of reference is from adolescence to teenagehood. I feel like and then when we get into our adulthood you start to like really specialize on who you like and what you like them for. Whereas when we were younger we we're like, I just like everything that person does. <laughs> I don't know why, it just speaks to me, right? Yeah, so uh before I went to Art Center, uh, my main influence was a Caravaggio, uh, Da Vinci, mm. um, and Michelangelo. Um, so those old masters, Renaissance masters. Yes. Uh, they were my idol. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> were you also sculpting in those six years? Were you trying to do the, the marble? No, I, the I never, never, got never, got to to okay. never got to the stone sculpture. Okay, <clears throat> you were doing clay? Yeah, so I was awesome. doing a clay. Um, and then that was my plan whenever I go to uh, art school. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that was my next step. You know, I would you know, jump into the, the stone, uh, you know, sculpture. That yeah. stuff blows me away. Like, I have some, some old European art books of, like, just the close-up on David's hands. Mm-hmm. From, like, oh, like I, do, I cannot even fathom how someone with stone and marble chipped and right. polished away to get right. that perfect... Anatomy, and you can see like the tendons through the yeah, form. It is freaking like a like softest, softest like a cloth. I don't understand. Right, Pete. with the the hardest of uh, you know the material you can ever get. Yeah. was it all chisel? Do you know, or were they actually buffering the stone too to get that polished, smooth part? You tell me. I don't. Okay, know. you don't. Know <laughs> I'm curious. Internet, tell us because I don't know. I I have been since I've seen these. I have always been curious. Like, how did he get that refinement and that smooth transition from muscle to cloth? And yes. that's that's just fascinating. Yeah. But anyways, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, go. So you had the six six years before Art Center, and then during those six years, you, were you still at home? Were you already in the states at that point? 
Um, ooh. So I'm trying to find out how yeah, you ended up yeah, coming out yeah, to the States and like yeah. I'm making this leap coming yeah. out here to do it. I spent... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, I started my professional education first year of the high school. Okay. So that was the, my like the the real time that I started to learn how to paint and draw properly. Where you said this is a, this could be my career. This yeah. is where I want to start this journey. So so that was the time. And uh, you know, I spent the three years in Korea, uh, you know, running, uh, learning all that, and I actually, uh, you know, came back to Arizona mm. um, because that's where my parents lived. Okay. Yeah. So uh, went to uh, community college over there, and we had a like, great, great professor over there. Um, so in that school. Spent another, uh, you know, three years, I guess. Damn. Yeah, um, just uh, studying uh, the same thing that I was just talking about. Yeah. Like, you know, figure drawings and like the figure paintings, and, like very figurative, uh, you know, works. And then I moved to uh, California. Okay. To attend the art center. Was there was there a point in time where you were like, I love this digital art media. Like, why didn't this come earlier? Are you still ingrained? Like, I need that traditional. I need to every once a week, two times a day, come back to pen and paper. I I still go out for uh, you know the landscape painting yeah. Yeah, on the weekends. Yes, I cannot go as often uh, as I used to. Right. You know, with the the newborn baby. Yes, family, <laughs> family time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, it's a very different mentality. Mm. Like whenever I go there, I am still in this like student mind. Like trying to learn, uh, you know, something new. Yeah. So the one of the biggest, uh, you know, the thing or the biggest difference is <laughs> there's no Control Z. No, there is not. <laughs> Are you using ink or do you like to use like gouache? You like to use gouache. Okay. Yeah. yeah that is no erase. Yeah. No Control so, Z. So so it's it's a very tricky, uh, you know, material to work with. Yes. Uh, so before you put your paint on the paper. You actually have to think about it. You have to actually have to make a perfect color on the palette, and you have to mix the color. And like you know, in order to do that, you have to make a perfect plan. Okay, I need this color in this corner, so I need to mix these two colors to make that, and then like mix it. And oh my God, do I want to like make a brush stroke this way or that way? Right <laughs> now, does gouache dry fast like acrylic does? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's also a very fast medium yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's a very tricky, but then that October is, is scary <laughs> enough for me. Pete, let alone trying to paint with gouache. That is just a beautiful, beautiful way to learn. Okay. Um, and you know, teach you how precious each stroke can be. Mm -hmm. So um, it like whenever you're making each stroke, it actually had to be very thought out and planned out um, because like once you do it there's it's no there. way to go back yeah it's there forever <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. That's a, that's an interesting way to also approach just art in general. Is you make that stroke, you make for me, you make that keyframe, and you're stuck with it, so to speak, yeah. and trying to leave it there. I mean, uh, you know, this is, this. Oh my God, I'm sharing my secret. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, please don't share all the secrets, Pete. They gotta be the, the Pete Lee's secret sauce still. Yeah, I mean, like this is one of uh, you know the, my way to uh, train myself. Okay. Um, you know, as you know, I tend to paint fast right like mm. you know i get my work done like, can i just tell you pete yeah. so before i got to meet you as as friends as we are now i like to call you friend mm -hmm. um i would say from the span of 2006 to 2010 i thought peter lee was the only effing artist that blizzard had <laughs> because i swear to you everything oh coming out uh, in that time span was peter lee yeah. peter lee <laughs> hey look in the hallway, another Peter Lee poster, five foot high. Oh like, God. who is this guy, and where are the other artists of Blizzard? I don't know, during that time span, like, how you had the hours in a day to do that much artwork, but at, with your speed, obviously, that was just yeah. something that had to be yes. developed. To... So, um, you know, all this type of, you know, training that I was just, uh, you know, explained, yeah. definitely helped me to shorten that thinking process and decision-making process mm. so uh, you know whenever I start to paint like I uh, have to worry less about oh my god like uh, I need to come back and fix it like yeah. whenever I make it like that's it it's just commit to the line yeah. move on to the next one yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah so that's the one way to uh, you know the speed it up the process and freaking like with the Photoshop you don't have to carry the like a water buckets and like a, you know you don't have to worry about the buying of, you know nope. paint and squeezing it out. So you're saving all that time. Yes, so, yes. You know, it's only going faster, right? Do you uh, do you find yourself because Photoshop is quote unquote faster to do as you don't have all that physical stuff you have to carry with you? Do you find you get more time to focus on the structure of your drawing or the story of your drawing because you have a little more like hey I don't gotta prep the, yes. the paint I don't gotta prep the, the water. Totally, okay. totally. Uh, you know, if if I have the same amount of time to work on, uh, you know, traditional, uh, you know, medium versus digital medium, uh, you know, the win is a definitely a digital medium because mm. like all that you know preparation is not required for uh, you know digital art, right? Like if you're doing it properly, um, but am I just gonna like waste that extra time, like you know? Drinking beers and like watching TV. So do you? Maybe that's another my secret. Yes, yes, that's secret. So do you? But I was gonna say like I know you thumbnail before you even yeah. approach the digital screen. Um, when it comes to, I'm just gonna go to heroes. That's more I'm familiar with. When you were making the loading screen for uh, Braxis loadout. Mm -hmm. What kind of time frame do your art directors give you to make that type of piece? Mm. Um, it's definitely different case by case sure. and topic by topic. Okay. Could you? Was there an average you could maybe kind of shoot yeah, just yeah. for so, reference for students? And so uh, usual illustration, mm -hmm. like loading screen quality illustration but cover would that fall in that yeah that yeah okay yeah so that kind of a full illustration um usually seven to ten days and that's fully rendered color fully rendered colored okay and like multiple figures and like it's like a war scene 
um, you know, the, the multi-figure sacrificing action. actions. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, those are the time frame. And uh, for concept, it's kind of really hard to tell because it's, a, you know, different, it's a different world, Absolutely. right? So, uh, maybe three days at most. Okay. Uh, you know, per painting. And it can be as short as three paintings per day. Okay. So it's ranged from three day, three paintings a day to one painting in three days. So that's the range. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And now is that, um, is that, I'm going to assume just the standard size. I'm, I can't imagine you work pretty big yes. as far as so yeah, size, size doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. It's just yeah. what the, what's the content and what's the yeah. story that you need. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about, if I can, I got to catch your speech a couple years ago about controlling the chaos. Mm, um, mm. Is that something that we can kind of dive into just a little brief of, of how you approach setting up your image and what kind of things you, you take into account before you approach it? Would that kind of fall into the lines of, of that mentality? Yes, absolutely. This is where we cut, edit, <laughs> yeah. premiere is a beautiful thing. Because <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you want to share also that speech with the public as well, yeah. but I want to kind of dive into that yeah. mentality of... No, I mean, that, that is a really good question, but then uh, the answer to that question would be... Long. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, what about... Okay. Because yeah, like, we have to explain, start from explaining chaos and what's order yes and how to combine that thing together i figured i'd be jumping into a big pond with that yeah one. i mean like that <laughs> that could be like the whole new session like separately yes. yeah yeah so that's why i was kind of peter like, lee yeah. interview part two controlling the chaos <laughs> coming to you guys at some point pm um well let me let me ask you about this then when you first started at blizzard had you had you had met samwise and um chris beforehand no, okay. not before Blizzard. Okay. Uh, but I have a, a, a funny story about that. Yes. Um, so after school, I was working at the Disney Imagineering, and uh, I applied for Blizzard because that was my or like I applied for like many other studio studios okay. at the same time. Uh, you know, before I graduate. Yep. It's the big wave. Yeah. Yeah, but then uh, the blizzard was the one that reached me out late, like later oh. in the day. Okay. Uh, because had you already you had already said yes to somebody else at that point? I was working for a Disney Imagineering okay. at the time, and then doing uh, some freelance work. Okay. Uh, you know, out there, uh, but then uh, during the workday, I got a phone call from Blizzard, and I uh, you know I picked it up, and you know they. You know, you know, explain the situation. Uh, you know, there is like a no open spot, but then we kept your uh, you know portfolio until like we have an open spot, like a okay. perfect perfect position for you. So finally, we found uh, you know the perfect position that you can uh, you know fit in. So I was like, oh, that's that's freaking you know the exciting. Like I love it. Like I thank you, thank you for calling me. Uh, and I thought I thought it was uh, one of the HR representative or recruiter uh, you know, reaching out. Yeah, right? yeah. So I was like. Ended up being like a little bit 
intentionally cocky in a bit because like I was just so young and fresh yeah. out of the school, right? You want to sell yourself as, yeah, a, as yeah, a professional I, yeah, exactly. and I'm confident like, in my work. Yeah, so I don't want to be, okay, I'll take it, I'll take yes, it. Anything, anything. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be that situation, yeah. right? So I was like, yeah, you know, let me check my schedule, right? <laughs> yeah, let me see if I can yeah. pencil you in, Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, that's, that's how that uh, conversation went. But then it was... Chris Matson, who called. <laughs> now, record <Yeah>. skip. Record <laughs> skip. Chris Matson, yeah. as everyone knows, a longtime Blizzard <laughs> founder. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> I mean, like, it it worked out perfectly because I didn't know it was a Chris. Yeah. And I, even, even if I knew him, I didn't know how big that guy right. is in this industry. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> Where's my office and what time should I show up to work? Is basically yeah. what he said. Yeah, so oh it, was, it, was, it was a very interesting. And then on the uh, interview, uh, uh, on-site interview day, I came in and I saw, uh, you know, the medicine and I walked in and I had her like, you know, is, is like a shoes up. Hey, hey, what's up, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Man, <laughs> it's a different. Yeah, this is not the one I talked to. And then there's a, another man like walks in. And he looked like a dwarf with a like, fluffy hair. You know what I'm. You know, oh, you, know yes. you know who I'm talking oh, yeah, about. The illustrious <laughs> yeah. girl. The illustrious. <laughs> so girl. Samwise walks in, you know, with uh, his uh, you know drawing pad, <laughs> and he's just like you know leave the drawing pad, and then he's just like hey Pete, and then he's just a like, draws, <laughs> and I was like. Okay, that's another character right there. <laughs> what is this interview? Yeah. And then like a really tall, skinny guy looks like a night elf, like walks in. That's like Justin Tabret. Oh, then. I was gonna say Siggity, but Tabret, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, and then Glenn Rain jumped in. So like we had an interview together. God, it was uh, it was a, such an impressive uh, you know interview. Um, were you were you nervous at all? Because that's a big panel. That that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, like I knew their name, okay, but then I never attached those names to face. Got you. Yeah. So you um, just regular people. At that yeah. Point. I mean, I try to uh, you know hide it as much as as much as possible, but I was a freaking nervous, right? Oh, like a job interview uh, for like you know the young guys like that. It's nerve breaking. And you were in your young twenties at that yeah. point. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I was like, dude, like. I'm cool. I'm chill. But then I couldn't even, you know, uh, figure it out who who is who. Yeah. And I literally didn't know who those guys were. That <laughs> is a shame. Uh, Not yeah. at all. Not yeah. at all. Because I think in the end that that really sets the tone for your interview because you can be more comfortable with yourself and just yeah. say what you want to say instead yeah. of being nervous and withheld. Yeah. I had Sam Wise in my Heroes of the Storm interview with HR <coughs> and I told Sam up front, like, I got to get this out. I am such a fan of you and your work and I've followed you for so long being at Blizzard for so long. I said to say that. Okay, let's go to the interview. <laughs> you know, whatever you got to ask me after that, Sam, it's cool. Yeah, so... <sighs> I just had to get that out. <laughs> so, it's, it was a good that that I couldn't connect the dots yeah. together so I can be like more uh, you know be myself yeah. and express uh, you know and talk about my artwork mm. and what can I bring to the table for this company um, and then like as the interview goes I start slowly start to figure it out it sounds like a Sammy mm. it must be Sammy 
say any. Like, what did I fucking say? <laughs> what did I just fucking say? Just say what? <laughs> you get that pullback yeah. in the background, man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I could so imagine. It was, it was a, you know, a very interesting. Uh, but then, because of that, everything was a little bit more natural. Okay, you know, I can be myself instead of like, you know, trying to be, uh, you know, the fresh guy. You know, trying to get a job. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, I can do anything. Like, please give me a job. Can, you know, uh, I can be just like, you know, true to myself. Yes. And, uh, you know, the, the while we were reviewing my portfolio. Oh my God! Like this is uh, what fourteen years ago, right? So we still had to print out the paintings and make a perfect portfolio. Oh, yes. You know, like a shiny. Colors. Did you put the vellum <laughs> on top of the paintings too like, to protect like, them? Oh, and then like a yes. cover letter, right? Oh, nice. all days. <laughs> for, for you kids out there, those are the days. You had to be professional and you had to take time to make that portfolio. And, and then you actually had to make your own like a business card. Yeah, like Sometimes. a CD. <laughs> Sometimes people put drink coasters. They make custom drink coasters for it. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. So uh, we were just like in like, looking at portfolio, and uh, I was I had to confess myself, uh, and I told Sammy that, oh my god, like I was uh, you know playing this uh, you know online game like extensively, uh, and if I didn't play that you know that much. You know, my portfolio could be like a tripled, mm. and I feel guilty about that. And I have to tell you that. And then Sammy just like smiled, and then he goes like, "You know, if you haven't spent that much time like playing game, like you wouldn't even be here." Like, <laughs> you, That's a good point. Yeah, you wouldn't even have like a chance to get this interview. Was your portfolio geared towards Blizzard, or was it just your just works from your your past professional career? Oh, um, uh, it was. Kind of like a mix, kind of a mix. Okay. Uh, because it was a little bit different environment, uh, you know, back then. If anybody asked me that question right now, my answer would be: If there's any company that's uh, you know you want to work for, do your homework, like study their style and mm -hmm. study their games and like play it as much as you can to, to fully understand, uh, you know, what they need, mm -hmm. and then make. Your portfolio fit into uh, you know their needs, uh, so that would be the uh, suggestion that I would uh, you know give to anybody mm. right now. But then uh, it was a little bit different situation back then, so my portfolio was kind of like a little bit generic. Okay. So that's why I actually had to take a uh, you know art test because oh they gave an art test yeah, yeah oh wow because uh, you know the medicine uh, you know he he's a great guy with this like. S super sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He can yeah. he can definitely picture you like w you know, like the usage of your skill set in this in the uh, environment. Mm -hmm. So he definitely had a you know something in in his uh, deep inside of mind, but then there's uh, no evidence, right? Because like my portfolio didn't have uh, you know the Warcraft related stuff. So that's why he asked me to hey, can you do uh, you know the, the painting, uh, the Warcraft Yimaram uh, painting? Uh, as an art test, I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Like, so I, uh, you know, took a test. Uh, you know, that was a two-week test. So he asked me to do like one painting. Okay. Uh, digital then, or traditional? Uh, digital. Okay. Yeah, but then I end up finishing like four paintings, mm -hmm. four. 
<laughs> that is how you nail an art test. They ask for one, you give them four. Yeah, they're I mean, all probably beautiful. It, it was it was not even a test. It was a fully enjoyable thing. I was gonna say, did it just kind of flow? You're like, this is blizzard. Yeah, like, I can, oh my god, ever, this, forever. This is the game that gave me this dream, right? Like, I wanted to be, uh, you know, uh, in a game developer one day. Um, but then the thing is, I didn't even know there's like a position that I can contribute. As as I said, like there, I didn't even know there's a, a position called like a concept artist yeah. for the game before I start the school. So uh, it's like with all that combined, I was like super excited, you know, even just to have an opportunity to uh, you know show my skill set and prove that I can be part of uh, you know this a family yeah, that yeah. I always wanted to be. So. Uh, you know, once I started a one painting, I was like, dude, what if I turn this corner and then like looking at like a different corners right there, like it's a different universe. So, God, I have to capture that. So like, you know, draw that. And then I was like, okay, there's like a dragon flying over there. And like, where did that guy came from, <laughs> right? Like, and then like, I drew like another scene like that. And then like I, you know, the painted like, uh, you know, the orc, hut with a bunch of like you know the, the big ass uh, you know the skeletons yeah and, like, the, you know the, that stuff and then i was like oh my god like you know if this guy's a built this hut with a, that big of a bone yeah which means there's gotta be a creature that at least has uh, you know you know his rib cage at least like that big which yeah. means like the humongous thing a right tower i actually had to draw that so it's like you know a combination of all that yeah it's just i got like a super excited like genuinely excited about that that's like a production workbook you yeah. just made like yeah. here's this scene and what if you turn that corner yeah. here's the continuation yeah. that's amazing yeah so that's how i genuinely got so excited so i created like a four paintings um and that worked out that worked out everybody just loved it did they get back to you pretty quick yeah okay yeah uh, Yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, as soon as I uh, submitted that, uh, you know, our test, I got uh, you know called in for an interview right after. Oh, like yeah. the same day. Like, uh, you know, they called in like in a couple days. Uh, in a couple of days. Okay. But then, I'm just uh, trying to slow down the speed. <laughs> I'm I mean, busy this week, uh, so maybe? probably next week. <laughs> I got things to do. Let's see if I can fit you in. Yeah, so everything went smooth. Uh, so after the interview, I thought I did really well. And I was like, oh my God, that was a, such a uh, you know, the fun interview that we had it together. So I was very confident that you know I could be part of this uh, Blizzard family. But I haven't got any calls or notice for about four months. Really? Yeah. So I was like, what is it? Like, a, did I miss it? Like, what did I wrong? Huh. Like, can't anybody tell me? Like, I, it's, it's fine to, you know, you, you guys are telling me that, like, what I did wrong. So that's why I didn't get a job so yeah. that I can be a better person next time mm -hmm. or better artist next time. But there was like a no zero a zero response, so I was like, oh man. Oh, uh, next. Figured it out that my paperwork got, uh, you know, it's 
actually dropped out from the HR uh, process. So Metzen actually called the HR department. Do you remember this guy called Peter Lee? Like, what's happened to him? And then, uh, you know, the, the, the representative who was in charge. Yeah. Was, Peter who? I <laughs> <laughs> never heard of him. Not yeah, a clue. So that's the time that uh, Chris, uh, you know, Metzen actually sped, sped it up the, you know, the process. Yeah. And like, you know, explaining like, oh, so sorry, so, you know, sorry for the, uh, you know, delay, but this is what happened. And, yeah. Uh, so therefore, like, when you want to start, yes. You know, like, at that time, like, there's like no need for me to be so cocky, right? So I was like, I can start right now. Yeah, today, <laughs> I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's, that's how it started. <laughs> that's amazing. I want to ask, so what were you doing for? If you can tell us for uh, Disney Imagineering. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I was working over there, uh, you know, because I was a pretty young engineer. Um, I was, uh, you know, helping out with, uh, you know, setting up the mood and the okay. colors and paintings. Ah. So uh, there's a senior designers who actually, uh, you know, the plan out the, the bigger stuff. And okay. I was actually helping them out nice. to fill up the gap okay. uh, and to make it beautiful. And you know, taking smaller projects like you know, designing playground and okay. stuff like that, and repaint of like in you know, the ride. So uh, instead of designing something new, which is like that's the role of the senior designers. Yeah, uh, I was just uh, you know there to fill up the gap, uh, and uh, you know, taking smaller projects, and probably that would be uh, you know my career progress progression. If you could you could have saw yourself yeah staying if, yeah if I stay there yeah uh, you know. That would be uh, you know uh, the next picture I could imagine, but then uh, even before I get to the next step, yeah. uh, you know this opportunity raised. So uh, you know, this is the the where my real passion was at. So uh, I had to you know, take a chance. It shows. Yeah. I mean, all your artwork <laughs> for Blizzard is emotional storytelling. Yeah. Uh, dynamic for me my goal last year was to focus on dynamic posing in my animations and I'll tell you I looked at a lot of your pieces and your posing <laughs> some of it is, ex is exaggerated because you yeah. have the liberty to do that yeah. but for me it's so hard because I'm terrible at drawing I'll be the first to admit it my 2d is awful and my school also did that first it was the first year you don't even touch computer animation mm -hmm. it is life drawing design principles perspectives storyboarding mm -hmm. all of that and I was struggling through it um, so for me, the 3D came more naturally than the 2D, but now I'm trying to refocus on that 2D side and dynamic posing for me was, I think, a good mix of good for the animation yeah, career and good yeah, for my 2D just base. Easy. It is not yeah, easy at all. And I've, I've talked to, to other artists, Jamaro Kindred mm -hmm. was one of them, like, mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you just come up with your poses? Mm -hmm. And it's something not, not a lot of artists can figure out. It's just in your brain you have these images and poses that you know mm -hmm. and you know the the proper anatomy to make yeah. those poses work yeah. and it's a different process for the yeah. 2d side where i'm like but i want to make my poses <laughs> look better in 3d <laughs> i want to know what the magic potion and it really isn't i feel like it's a lot for me it's been a lot of referencing greats and yeah. people that know how to do those poses well or just right. posing in general right. and then just taking that and relating it to the 3d world <laughs> um but i think going back to the the basics is that anatomy, that design principle, mm -hmm. really helps with those those posing aspects. And yeah, the one of the uh, the tip for you, um, in order to get that bit more dynamic pose out of uh, you know your two D yeah. drawing, 
overlapping is the key. Overlapping shapes? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, how we break down to like, this is a circle, this is a circle, this is a circle, right? Yes, yeah. So if we see like more overlapping, uh, you know, the shapes, yeah, it just creates like more dynamic. But then like overdoing it just kills the silhouette. Okay. So maintaining like, you know, the silhouette is really important. Mm -hmm. But then if there's any, uh, you know, the place or a chance that you can overlap the shapes, it just like creates you know a bit more dynamic perspective. Yes. So uh, you know instead of like doing that, like I'm talking to camera, like instead of doing you know that, yep, yep. like doing this might be uh, you know more uh, you know dynamic perspective wise, right? Yes. Yes. But as you can see, if I do it like overdo it, like it just like, kills the silhouette just flat. of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. doing that, right, or that, you know, yeah, definitely, you know. The keeping the balance between dynamic and the great shape and silhouette yeah. is the key to it is a very like you said it's a very fine line of where it looks great and it looks just yeah. off like yeah. that just doesn't look weird at all yeah um, the recent work I've been doing I've been playing with cameras and trying to get poses to work better from the camera view mm. where I'm finding in the viewport that pose looks awful but in a 35 millimeter camera that looks amazing yeah. So try to find like that nice magic too, where you don't yeah. really got it's it. hundred percent right, it's but it so, works. <laughs> so tricky. Yes, it's and it's a very fine line that we are talking about. So um, I mean, you know, uh, the people who are listening to this podcast, uh, I think it, this is applies to everybody. Uh, you know, I am telling my story, right? Like what has been worked out what has been good and bad but it's my story mm -hmm. so it can be a, like in you know, a fun story to hear and like maybe uh you know if you can uh, you know get anything out of this conversation that would be fantastic but uh after all like it's not going to help you guys do the exactly same thing right because it's all different everything's yes. different everybody's journey to yeah. get here is very different yeah so uh get inspiration um, and get some idea that might help you, but uh, you know, applying it to your life and then like making your life decision definitely requires a different sets of uh, you know uh, effort mm -hmm. and discipline, different types of wisdom in a way. So uh, that's the one thing that I just want to call out. Yes, yeah, I I'm am, glad you do. Yeah, I'm like uh, you know. Love to share all my experience, but then come on, like it becomes literally a story. Oh yeah, yeah, because that was that was your journey, exactly. and I I, I prefix prefix this in my episode zero is everybody's journey to get to where they want to go in this art career is different. You may not want to be a Blizzard, and that's fine, but where you ever want to go is going to be a different path than how Pete got there, than how I got there, than how James got there. Um, and that's why I want to do this mainly is to get all my friends that I've met through right. this wonderful company and hear their story and their path of how they got here. Mm. What happens in between there if somebody takes a little bit, a little jewel, yeah. a little piece that yeah. helps them in their journey, that's all that I want in the long run. Because you're right, it's a story yeah. and it's our journey of how we got to where we are. And I am always thinking about this too. Um, what if you know I have this like magical power that I can go back to, uh, you know, what 15 years ago mm. or 16 years ago and what do I want to tell myself if I can do that yes you know I other than 
buying Amazon stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or I uh, love you, Pete. Or yes. uh, you know, buy Bitcoin and sell it <sighs> before it crashes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so those are the first thing that I would tell yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, even even if like me right now, like this Peter this Lee Pete, yeah. tells young Peter Lee all the knowledge, all the wisdoms, all the experience that I accumulated and I explained, uh, experienced, probably that young little Peter Lee wouldn't even listen to it. Mm -hmm. Because you can only understand how much you know. Yeah. So it's a yeah. very difficult because um, like, you know, we in this uh, digital era like you know there's uh, so many like a great artists that are doing um, you know this uh, tutorials and like so many open uh, opportunities to uh, you know discuss about it yeah. uh, but unless like you really try it it's just you know words in the you know, words in the, the air yeah yeah i agree like you have to get out and yeah paint so, and draw so you actually have to you know do uh, you know your homework really hard and try to like you know have like an open mind to accept all that feedbacks and probably 70% of those you know feedback will just whoosh, yeah. flow back like maybe it's it's gonna stay for about like a few days but then unless like you really try to you know make it as your own thing it's just wasted yeah um, so the, the the key element is just try to have this uh, you know the open mind and uh, try to listen to what other people are saying uh, you know if anybody gives you feedback don't try to like you know the protect your uh, you know artwork just like accept it and you know once you get a feedback you can try it and if it doesn't work and if you like truly think you know that doesn't really help then you can revert back but without really trying it you never know like you never know, you know anybody says like, oh my god it could be so awesome if you you know add red to it and uh, if, if i go like uh yeah red doesn't work how'd you know you then you didn't even try it yep yeah yep. right so that's the type of mentality and then uh, you know that's why i was kind of like thinking about this a lot like what can I tell you know the young Peter Lee? So this in the, this you know frame, the young Peter Lee refers to our young uh, you know students out yes, there. Yes. Yes. Um, so like even if like I tell all this story uh, you know to them, it's not gonna super helpful. So I'm just trying to find like one simple thing that can help you know them. Yes. At the moment. So uh, the one thing is just to try to have like an open-minded, and uh, whenever give you, uh, you know, whenever you get the feedback from others, you know, try to understand why you got that feedback mm. and where that feedback came from. Because uh, <clears throat> you know, when I was young, I thought this was all about it mm. to create an art. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. But as I get you know older and as I get more experience, 
No, it wasn't it. Like it was like more about that. Like this does everything. But even now, it's not that. It's this. But the heart, what yeah. makes you happy, what makes you yeah. content. Pete, you must have been reading my notes. <laughs> so my, my animation tip for this podcast was just to be humble. Be humble in yourself. Be, yeah, yeah, approach yeah. every situation as a student. Be open to learning. Be open to trying new things because... Once you get that first job in the industry, whether it's an indie dev place or a AAA studio, you will get feedback and mm-hmm. you will want to try that feedback at least once because like you yeah. said, you will never yeah. know unless you try it. Exactly. And you can't be guarded with that work because yes, it yeah. is your work and is in sense your baby. Yeah. But when you start working for somebody, it's their work yeah. and it's, it's their money they're putting into you to make this work. Exactly. So, so why like, not listen? You know, if you stay inside of your comfort zone, like you can never grow. Yeah. So the, one of the, my philosophy, uh, whenever we are working as a team um, and working on uh, any, you know, the project that, uh, you know, we created, always uh, the philosophy is like design it and painting it and like push it until it breaks. Okay. And then once you see that breaking point, Okay, maybe that was a little bit too far. And then you can pull it back. Just head behind that. Yes. That's the maximum capacity that you can ever create, right? Yes. But if you always stay in this safe zone, you can never experience it. Yes. And then you can never push out your, you know, push yourself out there. Yep. Yeah. So push until everything breaks. Yep. And know what your limit is. Yes. That's, that's very important. Yes. Know what your limit is. We've talked about this before. We've talked before. I've said in animation, you want to, the first time you start animating your scene, you want to push those poses as big as it can possibly go because it's easier to go big and then scale it back as opposed to starting super subtle and then make it bigger, 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 bigger until you find that breaking point. Break it up front. Get that, see where you can take those poses to the max, and then you know where you can bring it down in that range. Right. It is it is super key. I think it helps you speed up the process, too, because now you know, I know I can go here, but yeah. I can't go there. Yeah. So I know the, the yeah. medium that I can work in between. Yeah, so it's it's a very uh, you know tricky statement to make it, yeah. because uh, in real life, like in real like working environments, someone is paying you to work, um, and like everybody's relying on uh, you know your work to be done uh, you know there's a tons of dependency after your work you can always uh, sit down there and uh, you know sit there and, and like thinking about how can I break this shit yes <laughs> you know I yes. gotta take you know all this time and like push it until like yeah. it breaks you know ideal world that would be awesome but then like you have to compromise in uh, you know somewhere right so uh, you know that's why I always dedicate my personal time, uh, you know, to do that, so that I can, you know, get that, uh, you know, knowledge, uh, you know, soaked into my heart and brain. Yeah. And uh, you know, on the next day that I come, you know, come to work, that's the time that I use that, uh, you know, knowledge or that test that, that I did. Okay. So yeah. you do a lot of your research at home before you come into the, the day. In some cases. When you, when you have the time to, you do your R&D before you even step foot into the job the next morning. Yes. So you know, you sit down at the computer, I already have an yes. idea of what I'm doing. I know the composition, the story behind this, instead of going like, what yeah. am I yeah. going to paint today? <laughs> yeah, so that's the, uh, 
curse and then curse and uh, the bliss at the same time you know being an artist yeah it's really hard to draw a line like what is work and what is your life is it your life is all about art mm -hmm. and your work is all about art how you draw the line like how you differentiate those two different arts mm -hmm. you can't mm -hmm. it's just like one continuation so um, you know even if like you're working like do you like 20 hours a day are you really working like 20 hours a day I can't really tell because like sometimes I do uh, you know this artwork for myself but you know that the artwork that I did for myself definitely influences the work that I do that the, the art that I create for the uh, you know company yeah so it's like you know you can it's it's a very difficult to draw a line like I had to yep I had to to support my family my friends yes and my own like sanity yeah but then it's a very difficult so that's why I always see it as like a, you know, a gift and a curse um, do you yeah. do you stray away from the um, action types of art when you're drawing for yourself now what do you mean by that um, less Starcraft action less Heroes of the Storm action less less like people fighting action scenes do you tend to lean more towards environment when you're drawing for yourself to oh, kind of mellow out yes, or sketch yes, from yes. life just like go out to a park and sketch people whenever? yes uh, you know whenever I do uh, you know that traditional uh, the gouache painting yeah like I only do uh, in the environment okay. usually I go to uh, you know someplace quiet yes um, sometimes it can be dangerous <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, you know, just a sitting out there in the wilderness, uh, you know, by yourself, and just a, you know, looking at this like Mother Nature, it's just amazing. Mm. It's just sublime. It's, it's actually like presses you and hugs you like from all around, and like the wind that you hear it. It's like a beautiful moment, and then like, and you know, trying to learn from the nature, and then I try to capture that beautiful moment into my uh, canvas. But, you know, during that process, it's just, that is one of, uh, you know, my way to uh, get like, meditated. Like all this, like, you know, that crazy thoughts and the yeah. stressful thoughts, it just it blows away. That's good. Yeah. And you yeah. come into work refreshed and yeah. looking forward yeah. to it instead yeah. of just, do you, um, do you ever get burned out? You ever get phases of burnout where you're like I just need to take a break and not touch any type of media you day. know that's that's why I work out almost uh, every other night there you go and uh, you know that's uh, such a great way to burn out all this negativity yes and I think that's the only one like location that I that I got praise for saying bad shit <laughs> yes and then like that's the only place you don't get into a trouble by saying bad shit yes right? yes do, do you do you have the time to like take walks during the day at work or are you pretty like I got too much to even try to take a break and kind of clear my head for the um, day there's like a the one time frame between three to four every day. Okay. I had to uh, take about like a 15 minute like walk yeah, out yeah. there. 
um, and you know, during that time I usually disconnect everything yes. and I am not you know asking my friends go out yep. together just because I just need a, like, like my alone time yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah so uh, you know that's another way to you know get like recharged like you know, very quickly yeah yeah and then like finish out the day yeah so I agree know, I try my best just to uh, you know the stay on top of this uh, you know the wave yeah because uh, like once you you know get underneath it like it's just hundred percent hundred percent yeah so uh, you know to find you know to find like the best way to keep yourself like motivated and refreshed that's another key to the uh, success of this industry because um, I know the young artist you know tends to have like more uh, you know like energy and more they're more passionate about everything so they just like you know push and push and push but then the thing is you have to see it as like a long term marathon yeah so uh, you know once you burn out so quickly then um, you know probably you're not going to be as successful as you can be yeah you know if you see like a, you know, the bigger picture so I uh, you know try my best to, to stay on top of the game but uh, you know during that process I also try to uh, you know keep my you know, positive mentality as much as possible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I try to take two walks a day for about 10, 15 minutes um, just to relax. And I, I feel like now, as being a, a father, I feel like coming home to seeing the baby really does a lot for me. It it's, just kind of gets, you know what I mean? Like, it just takes your mind off of it. And I know yeah. students out there may not have children. Um, but just getting away and getting in your own headspace for 10 to 15 minutes a day, taking a walk, I think is fantastic because you're right. Like, I don't need to invite my friends to this walk. I just need to be with me for a minute yeah. and figure out what I need to do for today, for the week. And since I've been doing that the last couple of years, it's really helped my day-to-day. -day. I feel like when right. I'm more focused and I know, okay, here I'm at my break. Let me let me see what's from noon to three. I got this yeah. planned out. And let's just go do it. Yeah. And um, then even throughout the day, um, you know, if you can't find like a really good friends around you, you know, we can, you know, find that like off topic that's yeah. not related to you know, the work yeah. and just like, you know, joke about it and laugh about it. Yep. Like, uh, Carson and I, uh, we always talk about baseball. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's another like a good way to, uh, you know, get, you know, that friendship going. Yes. But also, uh, you know, it relieve, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, the stress, you know, like, you know, like step out of that yeah. zone for a minute and yeah. talk about something that's not art or yeah, video game yeah. so for a little bit. Any you know chance or any opportunity that I can see, I just like recharge and go, recharge and go. Yes. Yeah. So I I gotta tell you, Pete. So I fanboyed out that night after we met, like mm -hmm. officially that yeah. day. Yeah. So Pete and I met when I first started on Heroes of the Storm. I got to sit kind of in his cubicle area, um, and I think the first day I was looking at baseball scores or something. And I, I, I had never met Pete face to face before. I'd just known him as the artwork. And then he rolled over and asked me, Oh, who's your favorite baseball team? And I turned around and in my head I went, Holy <laughs> shit, that's Peter Lee asking me about my baseball team right now. Um, and we chatted for a good like 15, 20 minutes that first day, just about yep. baseball. And I went home yep. and told my wife, I'm like, Look, yep. I know you hate sports. I know baseball is not your thing, but baseball just made me the coolest friend you can ever imagine right now. And I geeked out. Like, Pete, 
I'm such a fan of your artwork. I'm such a fan of you as a person. Like your mentality <laughs> and your approach to this is yeah, thank you. is I in mean, depth and it's thoughtful. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the same thing. Like uh, you know, every time I talk to you, your openness. Like I didn't pay him for this. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know your openness. Uh, you know, t- you know, and you know, making people so comfortable to reach out to you. And you know, you're whenever like we we're talking about artwork, like you're like hundred percent open to accept the feedback, and yes. you know, that thing is just amazing. That type of like mentality and that type of positivity in you is just like you know inspires me more. Yeah, <laughs> uh, thank you, Pete. That, that means a lot, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, let's let's wrap this up. Is there any like social media that you want to plug for the podcast? Do you have a Twitter or a website that people can check out and uh, see your art at? I use ArtStation. Okay, Peter Concept. So Peter Concept at ArtStation. Yeah. Okay. So um, you know that was the thing that I was using uh, that I was using the most okay. lately, um, and probably I should update that like soon. Man, everyone. Yeah. Right? <laughs> this is finally that time to sit there and do it, kids. Soon, yeah, TM. soon TM. Y'all, soon TM. Yeah. Let me ask you one fun question before we start. So there was a website back in the day that apparently is still up called Sons of the Storm. Ooh. Peter Dragoon. Dragoon. Lee, Dragoon. was that? Was that now, was that something that you, Chris, and Samwise came up with and just kind of just went at it? Yeah, so uh, to talk about a little bit about that. Sammy, Madsen, Trevor, and Renee, uh, you know, they started, uh, you know, so that like they can share their, uh, you know, the works that created for, uh, you know, Blizzard yeah. and personal work. Almost like a Blizzard art station, right? Yeah, and then like, you know, they slowly start to invite more sons to that group. So, uh, yeah, Glenn was the fifth, so fifth son of that group, and I was a sixth Yes. And then the Wangway, uh, Wangway, and Mark Gibbons, uh, you know, so uh, you know, a few other, you know, the, the Luke was there, so you know, it was just a fun way to, uh, you know, get our art work, you know, properly, uh, you know, out there, yeah. and then like you know, uh, communicating with our fans, uh, you know, more freely. Yes. So that was the the thing. And uh, each one of them actually has uh, their nickname. Um, Sammy's uh, nickname is the Panda King. Yes. Uh, I think a is a Thunder God. Thunder God. Yeah. yeah uh, the Trevor is a Thammer. Thammer. Yeah. Yeah. So like we all had like a different like names, and then uh, I was like, oh, what what can I be? And Sammy goes like, Sammy and Renee goes like, how about Dragoon? I was like, Dragoon like. Dragon, yeah. yeah, yeah, but then, like, you know, you draw, so draw good, yes, like, perfect. <laughs> I love so, it, yeah, so because, it uh, you know, to give you a little bit of like in the story, in the StarCraft was the game that inspired me the most mm. uh, when I was a young little kid, the original or Brood War, original, okay, original. So, uh, whenever that uh, you know, that game came out, uh. Maybe ninety eight. Ninety eight. Okay, somewhere in there. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, know, before that, I could think of Warcraft Two was the first Blizzard game that I actually played. Yeah. But then I wasn't really into it because 
back then I didn't have uh, you know much of an English skill okay. to understand what they're saying. And we didn't have it localized then. I am not sure about okay. that. But you then the, English version. the the version that I got was the English yeah. version, and I was not be able to understand sure. what this like a green man and then the the pink man. Yeah. <laughs> So, and they so, keep hitting this F yeah, nine so over like, and over. Again. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the StarCraft was the the first game that actually released in, uh, or first game that I played uh, in Korean version. Okay. And uh, you know they actually uh, you know explained all these like uh, you know stories yeah. in the booklet. So uh, you know. I, I saw that in uh, the magazine, and I actually had to buy it. Yes. Had to buy it because it, the whole setting was like so exciting, and I uh, went to uh, in a game shop uh, back in Korea, but uh, it's not like here the game shops are so rare, like or used oh, yeah. to be yeah, yeah. so rare. So I uh, you know took a bus uh, you know to go uh, in other town to you know to buy this, and I literally had like I'm just a. Uh, you know, tr uh, you know, the, using an example so uh -huh. that it's easier to understand. So I literally had a, like a twenty bucks in my pocket, and the game was a twenty bucks. Yeah, it probably it's a different price, but I'm yeah, just yeah. saying. Um, you had just enough for the game. Yeah, right? yeah. So I ask, uh, how much is it? Like the guy was like, it's a twenty bucks. Okay, uh, can you give me like fifty cents a discount? I don't have a, you know, you know, the money to uh, you know ride a bus back home. And he was like, no, we can't do that. And I was like, okay take it and then I bought it and then they walked back home <laughs> I think it was like a two you know two or three hours of walk back but then I was super excited I was super excited that is passion that is passion right there Steven. and here's here's a secret to the story I didn't even have a PC so did you just get it for like the I just, I just, first? I just got it, and wow. then oh, you know that's the the story, and then all that like explanation yeah. of the, like a universe, yeah. uh, you know, the, in the booklet was just so precious, right? Like yeah. so much fun. So over the weekend, I go to my friend's house to play. Okay. Uh, and then, like you know, after the playing time is over, like you know, wrap my back up and then come back, take my CD, yeah, you know, play yeah. Without me. And then, like, I read the book like for about a week. Yeah. And then, like, on the weekend, I go back to his work, uh, his uh, you know house, and play it. And I enjoyed it so much. That's awesome. And uh, you know, I told my friend that, dude, I'm gonna work for, want to work for this game, you know, want to work for this company. And then my friend told me, uh, do you know what? Anything about the computer? I'm like, no. Yeah, who needs that? Yeah. And then and he goes like, "Do you even have a computer?" I'm like, no. <laughs> but you know, like I just wanted, you know, to work with the guys who created this universe. Like, you know, if someone can inspire other like this much, yeah, you know, they know what they're doing. Like, they gotta be something like good people. Yes. Right. So I want to work with them and. Uh, Many years passed. Here I am. Here you are, fourteen yeah. years into it, and then that's that's why I uh, actually had to submit my portfolio on uh, you know on my uh, the the last semester, and I knew Blizzard wasn't looking for any like a two D artist at the time, mm -hmm. but it didn't really matter. Like it was no. almost like a ritual. I yeah. had, to, <laughs> had do to get it out. Had right? to do it. So I just like I sent it in. Yeah. And who knew? Like I got contacted a few months later. Yeah. So I mean, it goes back to your story. Like yeah. you're not gonna know until you try. 
Exactly, like, exactly. I've told lots of students who are afraid to even just apply for positions because mm. they don't feel like they're ready. I'm uh, like, you're not going to be ready if you don't try. Exactly. Like, the worst thing they're going to do is say no. Yeah. And then you yeah. just take that and you work on it the next six months yeah. and go I from mean, there. But, it hurts, but... Yeah, <laughs> but that's the worst thing. It's going to be an email no. Uh, but for me, like, when I got out of school, my demo reel was not industry ready at all. So I got nothing but rejection letters from everywhere that I applied to. But I took that as motivation just to work yeah. my work to that next level. Like, okay, I know really? that I'm not here. I need to whip my ass into shape and just keep pushing on and keep moving forward in this in this uh, art career. But yeah, man. Well, Pete, thank you so much for doing this. I, I truly appreciate you know for your time. Absolutely, thank yeah. you for your time and coming out and taking away from the family and coming down and doing this crazy thing called the nah. podcast. I don't know what I'm doing, Pete. I'm yeah. just throwing a microphone here and hoping that kids like it out there. We'll see. We'll see. You know, you know, you know, you never know, like, you know, this will influence somebody out there. Someone. That's what I hope. Yeah. And it's going to be our, uh, you know, co-worker in a few months or a few years or who knows, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, if uh, you, you guys see me on the street or if you guys see me like in the building later, uh, to say hi yes stop us say hello <laughs> tell us how our stupid stories or silly stories influenced you somehow i love it thank you pete again thank you my sweaty hands thank you <laughs> awesome pete cool. that was fantastic <laughs>